Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, Season 9, Episode 205. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parekh. And listen, we have a jam-packed episode for you today with some really fantastic articles. I mean, honestly, like some of these I'm very excited to talk about. So just stay tuned. We have four weird and wacky. And, and honestly, I'm pretty excited about my tech rec today, too. So, I mean, it's going to be a great day. But by the way, where does the phrase jam packed come from? Like, what do you pack a lot with jam to say that it's jam packed? I Well, I like to pack jam in uh, in my glasses case? I don't know. I got nothing. I was going to try I mean, to like, you don't, with you don't jam pack a peanut butter and jelly because then that it's just it, you it's peanut butter much. pack it is what you do. Well, it's yeah. also jelly. It's not jam. Yeah, you should not. Well, anyway, on a peanut butter moving on to our long episode here, and this is going to be so good. So listen, article number one, Twitter seeking input as it explores filter and limit controls on tweets. So those of you that are limit that are, that are Twitter users, you might actually get some new controls on how people reply to you which would be kind of nice, don't you think? I I like this a lot. Basically, what uh, filter and limit are are ways to control and reduce the impact that uh, offensive users have mm-hmm. in terms of interacting with you. That's right. Um, and as we all know, there are lots of offensive users lots on of social media. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, is, uh, this is a good thing. This, I think, kind of continues further down the path. I think we were mentioning last week that Twitter has been on a tear of mm. releasing yeah. new features and functionality yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden that uh, they hadn't for so many years. Yeah, now it's uh, going nuts, man. It's so good, though. It's, it's great. And, you know, uh, to do a little plug here, uh, if you don't like uh, social media and uh, the uh, offensive stuff there, you could use Together Letters. Together uh, Letters! It's a project that Adam and I are running and uh, makes social media better because it's not social media. It's over email and it's the groups you define. You so can be social a, without yeah, social you, media. If you've got offensive users in your group, there's really nothing we can do to help you. But uh, it'd be easy to find them and weed them out and just uninvite them from your groups on Together Letters. So check it out, togetherletters.com. Uh, next up, we uh, this is a thing that's uh, very offensive and scary. Uh, privacy experts aren't thrilled by Amazon's rolling surveillance robot. Uh, basically, Amazon has rolled out a robot that has a camera that can roll around your house. And that is not spy on you know. No. Well, so there's a couple things like here, it. right? So first of all, like there's a series of new products that like Amazon's not the only one like Ring Doorbell ha- has that whole flying drone thing. We've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, this robot ro- roams around your house. And it's like a thousand dollars or like twelve hundred dollars, something it's, insane. I think it's more. It's like fifteen hundred bucks. So like, what I, what I want to understand is like, okay, it it roams. If you're if you're somebody that's very concerned about security and you really feel the need to have a robot roaming around your house to check on things, okay, fine. You're giving up some privacy and doing that. Whatever. What else does this thing do? Like, I mean, come on, like get a small dog or something like, like, let's just make it like, really? Like, it just seems so unnecessary to me. So. Yeah, but see, through the small dog, you can't see what it's seeing until you get the cybernetic small. Well, dog. that's true. And that that will come one day. But that, hopefully we're, we're a long yeah, ways off. I, so, I this is this is worrisome because, you know, that all devices like this can eventually get yeah. hacked. Yeah. The ring cameras have been hacked. All these things have been hacked. Oh, yeah. And and having this not even just in a fixed place to be able to roam around your house. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you might be giving the ability for burglars to now know the layout of your house and where all the good stuff is. Yeah. And so now they've got a blueprint to just come and steal all the things from your house. 
Well, speaking of uh, new things from Amazon, Amazon's now takes on, Amazon takes on Nest with a $59.99 smart thermostat. This thing looks pretty great. I mean, it's it's got like the whole auto programming thing that Nest does and it's way cheaper. So, and I'm assuming it integrates with, you know, all of the Amazon Alexa stuff and all that. So cool, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah I, okay. okay, maybe, I suppose. I mean, I if mean, you got an yeah. Amazon ecosystem in your home and you got Ring and all the other stuff, like, okay, maybe this makes sense. I Just, don't know. Let, let, let me add one more thing that they can spy on me with. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a, that's a given. <laughs> uh, something that you can't spy on uh, or can't get issued patents for. Mm-hmm. Uh, AI can't be the inventor of a patent, appeals court rules. Uh, so, yeah. This is kind of a weird one. Uh, this was in uh, England, I think, yep. right? Yeah, this was yep. in England. And apparently somebody wrote uh, some AI and the AI then created uh, technology or some a patent. And they tried to say the AI was the creator of the patent. And the appeals court says like, no, a patent has to be issued to a person, not yeah. to a machine. Not to a machine, right. Which makes well, sense because a patent is really a right, an yeah. ownership right. Yep. And a machine doesn't have, that. have ownership well, right well, on something like that. What was also fascinating to me was that, like, apparently this isn't the first time this has gone before court. Other people have tried to get AIs and machines patents before. And I'm like, again, like we, we always come back to, to Skynet, but like, do we really want <laughs> machines to have rights like that? Like, yeah. I mean, and honestly, there will probably be a day where, you know, in very, very, very far in the future where there is a conversation about machines having rights. But I don't think we're anywhere near that place at this particular moment. So although yeah. that said, there is a, a I think it's in Savannah. There is a tree that owns itself hmm. uh, that uh, has the rights to itself. Interesting. Uh, I have forgotten the backstory of this, but yeah, there there is a tree that owns itself. I think we need to dig that one up. Uh, well, yeah. speaking of things being sort of dug up, I guess and some semi-resurrected, Yahoo has built a new calendar app called Day with the co-founder of Sunrise consulting on the design. So what, what's significant about that is Sunrise was this very, very popular calendar app that I actually used and really liked. And then it was bought by Microsoft and sort of rolled in to Outlook. And it, it did legitimately make Outlook less awful. So um, you're saying I, that they, they bought Sunrise and then they sunsetted it? That's exactly what happened. Yes, they okay. bought Sunrise and sunsetted it. But now Yahoo <laughs> has created a new calendar app, which is kind of interesting. I mean, like Yahoo's still doing stuff like, OK, I. I didn't, I, you know, I, I haven't really in, interacted with I, Yahoo. In- <laughs> you haven't really paid attention to Yahoo? It's funny because just a, a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from them saying like, and it was a lot of emails. It was uh, eight or 10 of the same email. Yeah. To my, and I was like, calm down. I'm mm-hmm. paying attention. And it was basically saying like, if you don't log into your account within 30 days, we're going to shut it down and disable it. And, and you were like, I'm good. Like, Thank you. Do And I was like, wait, I still have a yahoo email address i'm like yeah i'm i'm not gonna log in because no i don't i don't don't do that shut that bad boy down yeah uh talking about somebody that is getting shut down or might be getting shut down soon fbi is probing oxy 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 yeah oxy media after co-founder allegedly impersonated youtube exec this is a crazy story i've been reading a bunch about this uh but basically uh, their co-founder, uh, Samir Rao was on a call with a voice disguiser pretending to be a YouTube exec, uh, 
yep. giving more rosy uh, announcements about the company's uh, performance on YouTube than what they actually are. And uh, Goldman Sachs was kind of weirded out. They they like heard the crackling and they were like, that's the weird. The digitization of the voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then they reached out to the this person's assistant through outside means and they're like, uh, we've never heard of this company. We were not on this call. That was not us. Wow. And uh, it imploded the deal, obviously, of Goldman yeah. Sachs uh, investing. But yeah. now the FBI is investigating for securities fraud. Well, uh, and, and it was going to so, be like a yeah. $50 million investment, if I, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, this was a big deal. And that's a that's a lot of money to defraud someone of. Um, well, and, and now they're saying that he has some kind of mental health issue or yeah. something and yeah. whatever. And like, yeah, mm. I, I don't know what the story is. But I the point here is like, you got to be careful when you're running a company. I also yeah. read, I, I didn't tag this, but I also read that the SEC is looking into what some startups are putting into their pitch decks. And oh, yeah. If they are misleading or false, yep. they're actually going after them for securities fraud. And so, they should. I mean, this yeah, whole this whole idea like, from, from the Elizabeth Holmes trial about fluffing up your pitch decks, yep. like, it's a bunch of bogus crap. Yeah, you can't I mean, do that. You you can fluff up some things, right? Like how well, big sure. your market is and things like that. But lying about your actual deals or actual right. revenue or, or things right. like that, like that is not no. okay. Real numbers um, got to be real numbers, right? Estimates yeah. are estimates. Real numbers are real numbers. That's how things got to be. Yeah. So. I mean, there there are always like projections, right? Like yeah. you project yeah. five years out of revenue. We're yeah. going to be a and $1 trillion company. You go, you go crazy. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody believes that stuff. And we all know their estimates and their lies, but you know, other stuff you shouldn't lie about. Speaking of going crazy, this should maybe have been a weird and wacky, but that's okay. All hail Mr. Gox, the crypto trading ham- hamster who's killing it. So listen, this is the amazing. Named after Mount Gox, right? The yeah. uh, the crypto exchange in Japan that the, got, they got hacked or robbed, right? The Mount Mount Gox, of, yeah, of hundreds of millions, hundreds of, dollars. of millions of dollars. Yeah. So so this this is a they somebody set up a system where when this hamster goes through one tube. It selects one type of cryptocurrency, and then when it does this one thing, it either buys or sells that cryptocurrency. Right? It, it, it was that the hamster wheel. Oh, is that's all the right. Different currencies. So wherever right. it stops is that that currency, and then there's two it. tubes: a buy and a sell tube. That's right. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank that, thank you. So so very obviously random. There's no thought behind it. And apparently, Mr. Gox is outperforming a lot of people, according to this article. Quote: Reports show that Gox has been outperforming Warren Buffett. The Nasdaq 100, the S&P 500, with his portfolio up about 20% since he first started trading in June. And it, it goes on to note that obviously he's trading far lesser amounts than each of those systems or people yeah. are. But, but unfortunately for the owner of Mr. Gox here, uh, it was only a few hundred dollars that yeah. had been traded. Not, But still, not like... More. The fact that he's performing that well percentage-wise kind of goes to show you that like there's a lot of random chance in a lot of these investments that we put a lot of thought into. I'm just saying. So doesn't really mean that much. Talking about another cryptocurrency story here. This one's kind of sad, actually. Mm-hmm. A Bitcoin miner is buying power plants to mine crypto now. Dude. So listen, yeah. here's the quote. Read the quote. Read the quote below. You see the yeah. quote. So Stronghold raised $105 million to open up the power plant for its Bitcoin mining endeavors. The plant currently burns coal waste to produce enough energy to power 1,800 mining computers. And inside the story talks about how the fact is that, uh, I think this is in Pennsylvania, they pay, Mm -hmm. they subsidize uh, the use of this coal waste for energy production. So they're being subsidized to 
mine Bitcoin, which to make is money dumb. Mm. And I think it's like their cost to mine a Bitcoin is like three grand or four grand, something like that. And right now the going price is like 50. I think that's what the article said. Um, so yeah, they're basically on the backs of taxpayers. Uh, yeah, it, it costs the company less than $3,000. And, uh, when they wrote this story, it was $42,000, the going price of Bitcoin right now, I think it's actually above 50. Um, wow. but yeah, taxpayer subsidies to mine Bitcoin, which are, you know, wow. made up pretend digital mm. currency stuff. Wow. All right. Well, uh, speaking of something that's not pretend, flying microchips the size of a grain, uh, the size of a sand grain, could be used for population surveillance. So these are these are not devices that can self fly. These are mi tiny microchips that they can sort of put in the wind, sort of like those floating seeds that you see spiraling down out of the trees, right? The, that kind the, of the helicopter uh, seeds. Yeah, the helicopter. Clearly, yeah. that's what they're scientifically called is the helicopter. That, that's seeds. what we call them as kids. Yes, of course. Yeah, and and, it, and so you know they don't have a motor. Um, and they were in, they were inspired by a maple trees falling leaves apparently, but uh, but they can record data and possibly all kinds of interesting stuff. How do you feel about this? I don't like this at all. Uh, <laughs> there are so many reasons why I don't like this because he, okay. so here's the thing. First, these things are tiny. Um, you look at them, they're tiny. Yeah, what if you breathe them in? Like if they're small. There's, there's that. Sand? What if you get them in your eye? You know, yeah. who knows? I mean, they're not that small, but um, they are pretty small. But nobody's going around and picking these up. So that means you're just mm. littering the environment yeah. with millions of these things, yeah. surveilling us, first of all, mm. uh, and then nobody's cleaning it up. So we're going to pollute the environment to collect some data. That doesn't about seem like a good trick. How about we uh, measure how much pollution you're going to create by having all of this stuff on the ground? That's right? a good plan. Why, why don't we yeah. start there? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, like this stuff is going to get into the streams and then- yeah. Fish and whatnot are going to eat them. Yeah, like it's it's in the food. Such chain. a it's problem. Not good. It's not Such good. A problem. Like, let's let's not do this. Mm. Uh, let's just be uh, blissfully unaware of the data around us in the world and not pollute the environment instead. How's that? As you might have heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. Okay, next up, we've got yet another uh, cryptocurrency story. You thought we were done, but we're not. Uh, China's central bank says all cryptocurrency-related activities are illegal and vows a harsh crackdown. This is wild because there was a lot of crypto mining in a china because lot. of the access of cheap power mm -hmm. uh and so yeah that's some what, bad news i don't know right what there. people are going to do over there all those companies that have these big wallets they're going to either run illegally or they're going to pay somebody off to look the other way while they run illegally or they're going <laughs> to move out of china i mean that's that's what's going to happen that's the only thing that ever happens yeah. in any situation like this i think right yeah yeah, because, I mean, they can't use the currency no. there now or they can't no. liquidate it. Like, no. you've got to get it out. Yeah, Fortunately, it's on the Internet, so you can just transfer it, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. All right, well, speaking of things on the Internet, Google's CEO sought to keep incognito mode issues out of spotlight. Lawsuit suggest, uh, lawsuit alleges. So this kind of goes against that whole uh, don't be evil mantra that Google had uh, to me. Like, I mean, basically, the, the as best I understand it, 
you know, incognito mode, the the idea was that it was private browsing. And, and ultimately what Google ended up saying was, oh, no, no, no. Really, all that meant was we're not storing files on your computer, but we're still monitoring you and we're still storing data about you in incognito mode, which to me seems like a breach of trust. I mean, is that am I reading that right? What do you think? Yeah. It, so first of all, you know, I don't do they even use the don't be evil thing like that was from the their founding days. Yeah, I think they've moved I, so far away from don't. Be yeah, evil probably that, so. I, 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 I but I always, you always got to go back to those founding days and look at it. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So, yeah, uh, they keep talking about it being private. And I don't think, I think it, as we've talked about so many times, like the average user doesn't understand what that means. When, when no, you man. Say, just like no. on Yik Yak, right? Like yeah. uh, from back in the day, it's anonymous. Well, it's not really. Not really. Uh, they can it's, find it's, you. Yeah, it's only anonymous to other users, yeah. but not to the company. They can absolutely 100%. Or not to you. like some hacker sleuth that really wants to know who you are. Like they can figure it out. It's not that hard. Right. So, so but yeah. but your average user that is not, technically savvy yeah. does not understand what this means. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, basically an incognito mode is, ba I, I'm not going to have uh, cookies there, you know, That's they're going to get wiped out and no then cookies. there's going to be no track in my history, but there, there's still tracks of all, they're of still tracking you everywhere tracking else. You. Not, yeah. Just not on your computer. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, what is also getting tracked is your phone, your iPhone, uh, break your iPhone 13 screen face ID won't work if it's not replaced by Apple. So I tag this because it's not just iPhone 13. It's I think any iPhone that has face oh, ID. So because really? I, yeah, so I've got, I've got an old iPhone X and I broke my screen and Apple actually refused to replace it. I've talked about this on the show before. So I went to one yep. of those screen repair shops and they repaired it. And now it's fine. But Face ID stopped working when that happened. And I did not understand why until I read this article. And apparently there's like some very complex stuff that you have to do to re-enable Face ID after replacing the screen that, that most screen repair shops don't know how to do. And so you just got to understand if you're going to get your iPhone screen replaced somewhere cheaper, you'll save that money. But you do forfeit the option of Face ID if you use that. So just a heads up. And also, by the way, you should not use Face ID. So this is a well, there thing. is that. And I knew you were so. going to say that. And I, <laughs> and I don't use Face ID for this very reason. But, you know, it, yeah, it, it is what it is. So so, so uh, people that are listening, go ahead, break your iPhone yeah. screen and uh, go yeah. get it repaired at some there random place so that uh, Face ID doesn't work. So well, speaking of things that aren't going ahead. Facebook pauses Instagram kids because it was actually a bad idea. So we reported on this early on. <laughs> Facebook was going to do an Instagram kids. And of course, we thought it was a terrible idea. And every other person that, you know, loves children thought it was a terrible idea. And Facebook finally realized, oh, this is a terrible idea. And now what I don't understand is why do these big companies not just come and consult with us? Because we can tell them this is well, a bad idea. I mean, you just, but like in reality, why do these big companies not consult with anybody that has a shred of like, of, of like concept of what's happening in the world? Like it's such, <laughs> it's such common sense. Like, oh, here's a good idea. Don't hide that incognito mode is not really private. Like don't hide that. It's going to blow back on you. It's about anybody knows my five-year-old knows that's a bad idea, right? <laughs> like, come on. Right. Like, you know, anyway, so it's like, I tell my kids, like, listen, I'm going to ask you a question. And if you lie, I'll know, and it will be so much worse for you. It's just like that. Like, they know. They know. You, you, so. you know what's funny is, is uh, you know, with our kids, it's the same thing. And then I, I, I like, reflect back to when I was a kid, and, and you used to lie to your parents and stuff. Like, there's no way that, like, 
you are so easy to read right? yeah. as a kid. Yeah, they know. To they your knew. parents. They, like, knew. they know instantly. Oh, like, yeah. Of course they knew. Like, yeah. you did the move, you did the fidget, yeah. whatever that you always yeah. do when you're not telling the truth. And Yeah. There you go. That's great. Yeah. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. First up on Weird and Wacky is possibly the weirdest and wackiest oh my article gosh. that we've ever oh, had. Oh, and, and saddest. It's, the, it's so sad, man. Like Samsung recruits Vanilla Ice. You heard that right. Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, to fight climate change. Okay, so a couple things. Number one, I love the campaign because the whole idea is, is if you just... If you just raise the temperature of your freezer one degree, we'll save a ton of carbon emissions, right? So, so the quote from the article is, if every household in Europe alone increases its freezer's temperature by one degree Celsius, it could lower humanity's carbon emissions by over a million tons annually. So that's amazing. And then they get Vanilla Ice to do it. And, and, he, and he does like a, a, a rendition of his, his one famous song. And the only thing I'm doing, I'm, I'm, watching, the, I'm watching the video and I'm thinking oh, two things. I didn't watch the video. Oh my gosh, you have to watch the video. So I'm thinking two things I watch the video. Number one, I'm thinking, this is really awful. And number two, I'm thinking, how far does a celebrity have to fall before this seems like a good idea? <laughs> like, that's... Like, I, you know, I... They, they had... He had the Vanilla Ice Project before on HGTV yeah. where he was flipping houses. That seems way better than this. That's all I'm saying. I'm imagining that probably hasn't been doing so well. And so he's like, dude, coffers getting low. Uh, I need to get some revenue. in." I feel really bad for the guy. I also kind of feel bad because like, I mean, he's obviously not a young dude and he's dressed like a young dude, which just <laughs> also kind of makes it me feel really awkward for him too. I'm like, man, I don't think you can pull that stuff off anymore, buddy. Come on. You know, like. Anyway, I, so. I just started playing the beginning of the song and yeah, I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing. It's the so this, bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's good. So everybody listen to the show notes. Look at the show notes. We'll have a link there. So next weird and wacky article. And this one's not tech related, but oh my gosh, I had to tag it. So for $84,000, an artist returned two blank canvases titled Take the Money and Run. So this artist was given $84,000 to paint two pieces of commissioned artwork. And instead of painting the artwork, he sent the museum two blank canvases, large blank canvases, entitled the piece, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the commentary of this is... Fabulous, it's I so, think. And it's just so brilliant. Because of it, I think it is art. I, I don't think it's just blank canvases. I think it's it's, it's so brilliant. The, and it takes so much guts to do something like that. Like the the sheer moxie to be like, you know what? I got your eighty-four thousand dollars and I'm gonna do absolutely nothing, but I'm gonna give it this really provocative title and you're gonna thank me for it later. Like, like who does that? That's yeah. amazing. I, so. I think I think it could have been even one more step up if he'd taken a Sharpie and just did like a winky emoji um, <laughs> in, in the middle of the canvas. Right. Like, like that would have been the, 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 the piece de resistance uh, on that and just been like, 
I mean, yeah. I did work for it. So. I, I tell that would have been the best. I, I totally agree. And you got to wonder, like, does that artist have conversations with people about what he's going to do or she? I don't remember as a man or, man or woman or or do they just kind of go, I'm just going to do it and like just out of the blue do it. I, I don't know. It seems like you want to talk to some did, people about did it. Did they first. like confer and, and like scheme yeah. about this? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's I do crazy. wonder. So, so listen, I'll just mention this next link and then I'll move on because uh, you didn't tag this. But basically, there's a TikTok user that's all about how drones can basically make these like moving constellations in the sky. And it Dude, is crazy. Some of these are nuts. Yeah, you, you so got to go well to the show done. notes and look at it. It's, uh, I mean, like one of them is like Orion, you know, the constellation yeah, of Orion, yeah. but he's like fully built out. And, and, and Orion like actually shoots the arrow and the arrow actually moves through the sky. I mean, it is wild. It so. is amazing. Like yeah. this is the kind of show I would want randomly over Atlanta. Oh man. Like not planned, like yeah. no schedule of it. Yeah. And it just kind of shows up. Oh, it would be, be so good. incredible. Be so good. What, what, if, what if we did uh, a drone show that had like the tech talk y'all logo just out there? That'd be cool. Oh man. I love that. I mean, it probably only costs like a couple hundred bucks. So let's, let's uh, yeah. see if we can sign up for that. Just a couple hundred bucks. I, a couple hundred bucks. I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, talking about something that's uh, apparently not even going to cost a couple hundred bucks that is un incredible and somebody's in. Uh, ready to boldly go, William Shatner at 90 years old is going into space with Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin. The legendary Star Trek uh, actor would be the oldest person ever in space, 90 years old. And he's going to space. I kind of love this. It's kind of amazing. And, I mean, and apparently his ticket has been comped. So he's oh, not yeah. paying uh, obviously. for it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I love this. Like, it's, it's, you know, Captain Kirk. Like, that's awesome, man. Gonna go Captain, to space. Too bad Le uh, Leonard Nimoy isn't still around. He passed away yeah. seven years ago. That would have been great. That, that would have been cool to send uh, Kirk and Spock oh, to space man, at the same that would have been the best. It? Yeah. Man. Now, now they got to send Picard up. They, that's what they really should do. They should send up, they should send up, uh, Pat, is it Pat, all Sir Patrick? Patrick Stewart, Sir, Patrick, Pat, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. So yeah. take all, take all the captains of the enterprise yeah. and send them all up. At yeah. The same that'd time. be great. Send them all up there. That'd be great. <laughs> they should totally do that. All the different enterprise doesn't need that. Listen, they need us for PR obviously too. All the, all the enterprise captains from all the series, yeah. only enterprise captains, just take them all up. That'd be, that'd yeah. be amazing. Why, why do these people not talk to us? Like we come up with all the best these ideas. Are great ideas. These we are tell great them ideas. when their ideas are bad and they shouldn't do them. And then yeah. we tell them the ideas that are good, that they should do. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm telling you. I don't understand. Right. Tech wreck, tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 tech wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech wreck. Time tech to wreck. get your tech wreck. All right, Sanjay, tech wreck time. What do you have for us today? So I stumbled on this website, and I don't even know how I got here, but, um, you know, looking for privacy stuff, I stumbled on this website called uh, Exodus Privacy. Uh, mm -hmm. It's based out of the EU. I think it's a French uh, hacktivist nonprofit that did this. And basically, if you've got any Android application that you're wondering about their privacy policies around it, they analyze these applications and will tell you what kind of um, trackers and uh, what kind of permissions that application is taking from you. Wow. And so you can actually see some of the stuff going in there. Now, what's interesting, like you look at like a, a Spotify um, like I was like, I was interested about that. It's got nine trackers that track all of your, um, usage and whatnot. So there's a bunch of analytics stuff happening and Facebook and Comscore and mm -hmm. like, all of these things. And it, 
has been good for me with a previous tech rec that I did next DNS. And I think we yep. just talked about it recently. Yeah. I went through here and looked at some of these and I was like, Oh, is that still being like pinged on my next DNS? Yes, it is. And I added it into the blacklist so that I'm nice. protecting myself from yeah. these trackers. Yeah. So, um, this is great. You know, the, the kids and I have always looked at apps, uh, before we install them and look at their permissions. Right. And this is actually, I think a better analysis of the permissions and trackers because there's right. no action to know the trackers at all. Right. Um, but they have like gone through and looked at the code and, and figured this stuff out. Um, so it's really good. If you've got an Android phone and you're interested in knowing about the application before you install it, check it out. Uh, it's called Exodus privacy. Um, check the show notes for the link uh, because it's not just exodusprivacy.com. There's it's a longer link, but right. um, really well done. And like I said, it's a nonprofit uh, out of France and uh, it's uh Cool. Pretty interesting. Yeah. What about okay. you? Oh, and by the way, I did check out the app that you're about to recommend. And I'll tell you in a minute after you recommend it, uh, what kind of trackers it has. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. So, uh, so I'm going to recommend a, a new app that I started kind of tinkering around with just really just a couple days ago. It's called Dailyo, D-A-Y-L-I-O. It's an app for, uh, for Apple or Android. And essentially it's like a, it's kind of like a mood tracker journal. So basically you just say, oh, I want to, I want to track today. You know, what are you? Are you super happy, happy, you know, you know, me mediocre, unhappy or whatever. And then you you select the things that you've done that day that would sort of contribute to how you're feeling. And basically, it's just a way to start to, to track like, you know, on days when you get enough sleep, you know, you do you, do you legitimately feel better, you know, on days that you drink enough water, do you legitimately feel, feel better on days that you take a walk or spend time with friends or whatever? Like, you know, how do you really feel? How do these things really make you feel? Because it's easy to sort of just not realize the things that contribute to our moods. So I kind of love the idea of it. I'm not sure if I love the app yet or not. So far, it's been interesting and I've enjoyed using it and it's really well done. But I haven't used it long enough to actually receive any real data or analysis from it. So it may or may not be genuinely helpful to me. So with all so, that in mind, Sanjay, how, so, well, how badly well, are they tracking me? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the they've got five trackers on you. OK. Uh, at least in the Android app. Uh -huh. Google AdMob, Google Analytics, Google Crashlytics, Google Firebase Analytics, and then Open Telemetry, Open Census, and Open Tracing. So mm. it's not the worst that I've seen. Right. But they are tracking you quite a bit. So all Got the it. usage that you're doing in the app, they are taking all of that in and analyzing you and yeah, they figuring are. you out. Yeah, they are. Well, I mean, somebody needs to figure me out. And I've been I've been waiting for somebody to tell <laughs> me that, about myself for a while. Is, is that what your wife says uh, most days? Like somebody yeah. needs to figure yeah, you out. Yeah, she just kind of shakes her head and goes, goes, man, somebody needs to figure you out. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you got to worry is when the kids are doing that, too. If, if the kids are saying to you like, yeah. Yeah, well, they do shake their heads at me, but they they haven't started verbalizing it yet. So, I, I, you know, think, we'll, I think that's we'll a different thing when kids <laughs> shake their heads at their parents. I, that's that's not you need to get figured out. It's just a yeah, it's why. just their natural why oh why. That's just the biological response to any parental unit, right? Is the shaking of the head. That's see, just like a, when you go out thing. into the forest and see like Bambi with its mother. Yeah. Like, is it shaking its head? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The fawn is definitely shaking its head. The at, fawn at the, is, yeah. At the, oh yeah. Okay. All day long. All day long. So is, it, is right, that so, why whales like shake their head like this in the water? Yeah. It's just like that. It's, yeah. It's just the like baby that. whales. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sanjay, how can our <laughs> listeners find and connect with you? They can find me not in the ocean, but on Twitter at, at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y or Sanjay What about you, Adam? 
Uh, find me on Twitter at AJ Walker. Find me on my website, adamjwalker.com. And most importantly, find me at togetherletters.com where you can go and use that tool for free for groups of 10 or less to stay connected to the important people in your world. I just started up a group uh, this last week for like old high school friends that I just haven't really connected with at all and reconnected with a lot of them. And it's been kind of fantastic. So, uh, you know, listen, there's all kinds of groups you can create together letters for. So try it out today. You know, I wonder if we started a podcast about us just chatting about random stuff, if anybody would listen to it. What are we going to call it? Like, what would the title be? Random stuff. Rant, like the rant, the rant, a rando's guide to nothingness. Is that, is yeah. that the. <laughs> a podcast. Oh, oh, a podcast about nothing. A po- <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that Seinfeld is out, that actually makes perfect sense, right? Because yeah, Seinfeld's, I mean, Seinfeld's a show about nothing. So it's about Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. that's the point. So we would, mm-hmm. uh, we would just start recording and just talk about whatever came what, to mind. What would be the first thing? What's the first topic we would talk about? Like right, like right now what's the first topic. Baby fawns shaking their heads. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I got nothing, which is perfect because it's a podcast about nothing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.